0: Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, and thanks for joining me again, especially today, because we are starting a brand new message series on the Beatitudes. Now, if you didn't know, we're working our way through the book of Matthew, which is how we find ourselves at the very beginning of a section of Jesus' teaching called the Sermon on the Mount. As we go through Matthew, one thing that you might see is that this gospel, this book is broken down into several sections of stories followed by a large chunk of Jesus's teaching. There's about five of them in the book of Matthew. Now over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the story of how Jesus's ministry got started. And now we are at this first block of teaching, this first big section of Jesus's teaching. It's the Sermon on the Mount which starts off with a section called the Beatitudes. And this is how it goes in Matthew chapter five, verse three. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, right out of the gate, there's this thing that sticks out to me the most. And it is probably a thing that sticks out to you the most. And that is Jesus' use of this one specific word blessed or blessed, depending on whether or not you read the King James version of the Bible or how you were raised. Blessed or blessed, whatever it is, Jesus repeats this word over and over again. Blessed are these people. So what is blessed? What does it mean? It's not really a word that we use every day. And even if we do, I don't know that we know what it means because it's kind of old timey, right? So what does it mean to be blessed? Does it mean being happy or fulfilled? If I'm happy, I'm blessed. And if I'm unhappy, I'm not blessed. Does it mean lucky that things just seem to be going my way? And maybe we need to think about who who are the people that we think are blessed? Are they the people who have what you want to have? Are they people who have more than you perhaps? Or, Or what if we looked at it from another perspective? Who are the people who, that we know of that are definitely not blessed. I mean, people who definitely aren't blessed. People who are poor, sick, sick with cancer, talentless, ugly, bald. I mean, would you call those people blessed or would you call those people cursed? I think how we categorize and decide who the blessed people are has a lot to say about what we think of being blessed and how we go about becoming blessed ourselves. Because for us, I think we look at blessed as a result of our circumstances. If my circumstances are good, then I'm blessed. I got a good job, I've got a nice house, a working car, I'm blessed. And then even when we lose some things, we still look at the things we have as blessings. I mean, there are people who will lose their homes in a tornado and they'll say things like, you know, we lost everything, but I still have my family and my health, so I'm blessed. And while we think that's true, it also implies this, that if I lost all of the things that make my circumstances happy, then I wouldn't be blessed, right? And if I'm not blessed, would that mean that I'm cursed? This is interesting because it's how the Jewish people in Jesus's day actually saw things. If good things are happening to you, you are blessed. If bad things are happening to you, you are cursed. And they also believed that being blessed or cursed, it was directly tied to your sin. So if bad things were happening to you, it was a direct punishment for some sin in your life and they had a good reason to believe that because right before Moses died, he gave one final speech to the people of Israel and it's recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And he said this, Moses says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world and you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. If you obey God, your fruit basket and your breadboard, blessed. But here's what the people of Israel believe based on what Moses said. Your blessings are explicitly tied to your obedience to the law. And it also went the other way too, because Moses continued, but if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God, and you do not obey all the commands and decrees that I'm giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be cursed. And then after he says that, in the rest of this chapter, Moses lists in explicit detail, the curses that the Israelites will suffer if they don't follow the law. They will be afflicted by diseases. They'll be defeated by their enemies. Um, They'll have a really bad harvest of their crops or famine, that they would be destitute and fall into poverty. It it says their marriages would fail. It says their children would be taken away into slavery and, and that they would mourn the loss of loved ones. Moses said that foreign powers would invade and occupy their land, oppressing their people. This is heavy stuff. These are the curses that Moses said would happen. See, the people of Israel were told that whether they were blessed or cursed by God depended directly on the quality of their obedience to the law. And this belief, it shaped them. It guided the course of their history because anytime something terrible happened, they could always come back to the fact that it was a curse that they could remove by turning back to the law in obedience. And so they would say, you know, this bad thing happened because we stopped obeying the law and it will go away again when we start obeying the law again. Now this belief that they had, it evolved again when around 600 years before Jesus was born, the nation of Israel was attacked and destroyed. By foreign invaders the ultimate curse for their disobedience from god this nation as it had always been it was gone and its people were taken away into exile as slaves and and for for the following centuries the jewish people were oppressed and occupied under one nation after another after another until rome finally took power and in those 600 years or so the jewish people began to look forward to a time when god would stop punishing them and welcome them back. And they saw it as a time when he would restore the kingdom of Israel, what they took to calling the kingdom of God. And many believed that this ultimate blessing would only come when they strictly obeyed the law of Moses. And so all of this background matters because when Jesus started his ministry, the people around him, the people he was teaching, they all believed three things. First, they believed if bad things are happening to you, that it's a curse resulting from your sin. They also believed that you can make good things happen by being more observant to the law. And then finally, they believed that God would only usher in his new kingdom when people were obedient enough to the law. So, knowing what we now know, Let's rewind and go back to the opening of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. And let's put our feet into the shoes of the people who are hearing it for the first time. And let's listen through the ears of of good observant religious Jews as Jesus tells us about the people who are blessed. And he starts and he says, blessed are the poor. And it's like, wait, hold on a second, Jesus. I think you might have misspoke because You meant to say blessed are the rich because the poor are cursed, you know, because of their sin. And blessed are those who mourn. Hang on. Are we hearing him right? God doesn't bless us by taking away the people we love. I mean, that's a curse. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice. I mean... People who hunger and thirst for justice and righteousness are people who don't have it. People who are oppressed because God is punishing them for their sin, right? Blessed are those who are persecuted. Persecuted. I mean, beatitude, the very word itself, is a word that means uh, something like a state of utmost bliss. But to the people hearing Jesus teach, this part of his message shouldn't have been called the Beatitudes. Honestly, it should, they should have been called the Cursitudes, because cursed are the poor, not blessed. I mean, the, cursed are those who mourn. They're not blessed. The poor, the oppressed, the marginalized, the sick and the lame, they're cursed by God because of their sin. I mean, look at the list of curses in Deuteronomy 28 again, right? On this list of curses are poverty, sickness, disease, broken families, oppression. These are not people with blessed lives. And what Jesus is saying is even more radical when we realize that he was talking to these very same cursed people. I mean, look at how Matthew describes what Jesus was doing right before the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter four, verse 23 through 25 says that Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. Whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. This is a list of people who the Jewish people saw as cursed. The people who followed Jesus were the cursed ones, the sick, the lame, the mentally ill, the broken, the dispossessed, the hopeless. They were the ones who were already judged for their sin and were considered last in line for entry into the kingdom of God when God was gonna come and boot out Rome to set up the nation and the kingdom of Israel again. And yet, it's to these people that Jesus started proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God. They were the first in line. They were the first people he went to when he announced it. So why were the poor, the oppressed, those in mourning, and the sick blessed according to Jesus? They were blessed because the kingdom of God that Jesus came to usher in isn't based on what you do. You don't earn your way in by obeying the law or by being rich or good looking or smart or generous or having all your glorious hair. All the things that we think make someone blessed in this world are meaningless to him. In fact, it's it's the people who are cursed in our world that Jesus is drawn to and attracted to, and they're blessed because their citizenship in the kingdom of God is a gift that Jesus is offering to those who have the least access and the least ability, and maybe those who deserve it the least. It's for the poor, the sick, the marginalized, ugly people, even bald people. They are blessed because entry into Jesus' kingdom is not based on what you do, but on what He has done. The way of Jewish law was, was to do it yourself. The kingdom of God would never come until the people of Israel learned to obey the law completely and did it. They had a choice, obey God and be blessed and disobey God and be punished. But the way of Jesus is repent and turn to me and I'll do it for you. When Jesus describes those who are blessed, he's describing The type of kingdom that he is inviting people to be a part of. It's not one where you have to earn your way in with strict obedience to religious law. In fact, as we're going to see later in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says we have all already irrevocably failed that test, that we're all equally under the curse of sin already. His kingdom is not one that you can that you can move into power by enforcing morality on other people or by political legislation or by advancing a religious agenda in this world. That's what the religious Jews were trying to do when Jesus came and he corrected the record on what God's kingdom is actually gonna look like. Jesus is saying this, blessed are the people who could never do it on their own and know it. Because if they come to me, I will do it for them." Jesus' kingdom is upside down and open for all, especially those who think that they could never have that kind of access to God, especially those who think that they have nothing and that they always will have nothing, especially to those who the world looks like and thinks are cursed. And maybe that's you. Maybe you look at the course that your life has taken and you see no way out. You've made decisions that have put you at a dead end, and you feel hopeless. You're not. You're blessed. Because how you got there doesn't matter. Jesus is inviting you into his thing, into what he's doing in this world. And you may be sick, weak, and feel alone. Life may have dealt you a bad hand, and there's nothing you can do about it. But you are blessed. Because Jesus sees you, and He loves you, and you are exactly the kind of person that He's attracted to the most. And He's inviting you more into Him. Will you say yes today? And maybe finally, you are someone who the world would say is blessed. You're one of those blessed people. You have a pretty good life. Things have gone your way. What if you looked at your blessings not as something that you earned or deserve, but as a resource to use to live like Jesus lived and to think like he thought. A resource to use to bless others, the poor, the sick, the marginalized and oppressed. What if you saw your blessings as a tool to build his kingdom in the lives of others? We're gonna be talking about all of this and more as we continue our series in the Beatitudes, And I really hope that you'll join me again as we dig deeper into understanding what God's kingdom really looks like in our lives. Because I promise you this, whether you are one of those who are blessed or cursed, the kingdom of God is open to all. And when we step into it, as we will discover, it will change everything. I'll see you then. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.